This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life in business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Energy of Business Moments podcast. I am your host, Michael Seip, still today your host on the Strategic Advisor Board Network, and I am thrilled to have an SEO expert on the show today. Many of us know that Google is both a wonderful tool and the bane of our existence sometimes. Mm -hmm. So Jason Hennessy is here. He's an entrepreneur, internationally recognized SEO expert, author, speaker, podcast host, and business coach. And he's been reverse engineering Google since 2001. So that's a long track record there. Uh, he's also been identified as Inc.'s 5000 list of fastest growing private companies for the fourth consecutive year. So got a lot of street cred there as well in terms of his business. And then another great thing about him is that he does uh, have his own podcast as well that he uh, uses, and he's got a great book out right now, and I'll let him tell you a little bit about it. But Jason, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here today. Michael, it's uh, my pleasure being here. Thank you for having me on. <clears throat> sure. Well, Jason, as I kind of alluded to, you're a bit of an expert in a few fields, but SEO happens to be one of them, right? Mm -hmm. now. Tell us about that expertise. Tell us about your business, and then tell us about that book. Yeah, I think uh, you know most entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, you, 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 like you never really thought as a kid, like I was going to be an SEO expert growing up. You know, right. <laughs> uh, sometimes like life just happens, and you know, based on curiosity, you kind of enter one path and you start to go down another path. And you know, as with all entrepreneurs, you look for solutions to problems. And so the problem at back in twenty years ago, twenty plus years ago was how do I market a small business that I had? And this is when the, the internet was just evolving. And so I kind of just got all into SEO and it became more of an interest into a passion, into a business, right? And here we are many years later and I'm writing books on the subject. Um, and so uh, I wanted to just kind of create uh, the cliff notes, I guess, if you will, of all the mistakes that I've made over the past 20 years of me kind of coming up in the industry so that, you know, they always say like, you should be the person that you needed when, you know, you were younger, right? And how can you be more like that person? And so this was my way of kind of documenting my process and kind of writing it for not only the young entrepreneur that's just getting started, that's great, but also people that, you know, uh, won't have to make the same mistakes that I did. And so that's why I wrote the book. It's called Honest SEO. And it's just, Pure honesty. I'm very, uh, you know, open uh, to uh, to the feedback that I give in the book and and the tactics that we use and and uh, and that's basically it. So I'm, I'm proud that the book came out. It's been three to five years in the making, but more like more like twenty years, I guess, if you consider all the time that I put into it. But uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's I'm, I'm proud of uh, the end result. Well, you, you should be, and and quite often. Uh I've come across a lot of CEOs or, or business owners who have learned the hard way with a lot of things, and they wish they could impart that knowledge and wisdom on others, but mm -hmm. they have a hard time finding the time to put together a book and, mm -hmm. and write that. And yeah. congratulations for taking the time and 
putting together a product like that because it is so valuable for a lot of us who don't know a lot about a particular area, maybe even SEO is this case. Mm. So, so tell us a little bit more about um, some lessons maybe from the book or some lessons from your work that you've been doing. Yeah. Um, you know, so we, we, for the most part, I've been doing, like I said, SEO for 20 plus years. Um, I've really catered to the legal industry, um, which is a pretty competitive space online uh, in terms of digital marketing. You know, lawyers are bidding $500 against each other for just one click on Google, right? So it just kind of shows how competitive it is. But at the same time, the margins are, are very high, right? You know, and you know, you have somebody that had a traumatic brain injury or, you know, things like that. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten some of our clients cases that were worth $25 million, right. Just from one lead that came in because of best practice SEO that's been implemented, um, you know, on their website, just through the, the strategies and tactics that we've de deployed. Um, and so that's, that's like a, an extreme example. Right. But, um, you know, Small businesses, uh, you know, also can use the same exact strategies that these these big law firms are using in in this cutthroat space. Um, and so we really kind of break it down. and And the beautiful thing about the book is I wrote it so that you don't have to be intimidated. Like when I was first learning SEO, like it was very intimidating walking over to a Barnes and Noble bookstore, right, and going to the computer engineering section and 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 picking out a book in between JavaScript and and C right? Because I'm not a coder, I'm still not a coder, um, but SEO is really kind of more of like a business tactic and a marketing tactic. And so once you kind of can get past the fact that SEO is not all this black magic um, and coding in dark rooms. Like it's really core. And that's why I basically kind of added it more to the business category of books instead of, you know, the um, uh, computer engineering side of it. Yeah, that makes sense for a lot of businesses, right, where they are budget constrained. Mm -hmm. The challenge of do I do active or passive outreach? And mm -hmm. what is the organic non non-high money value that they can get your input that they can put into. And, and SEO is clearly one of those. It's evergreen. It's it, there's just some great opportunity there. And it is you let it run and, yeah. and it just keeps generating. So um that's a great point that it's really is a business tactic. And mm. and it's one that um I think a lot of people don't fully appreciate just how much impact. Would you share with us a little bit about an example or two of just some simple stuff people can do on their business website that yeah. show the kind of growth they might have. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, first, let me just kind of back up a second, right? So like it, it's written in a way so that if you, right, because just with anything, like you could either invest time or money into anything, right? <laughs> and so if you don't have the money to kind of build a team and hire an agency, right, the book is written so that you can read it and apply your time like just kind of applying the principles of like how to audit the website from a technical perspective, which tools you should use, right? How to build the popularity of the website so that other people link back to it, right? And how to spy on the competition to see which keywords that they're ranking for so that you can build a content strategy so that you can write content to publish on your website, right? So there's, there's all that stuff, right? And so that's for the do-it-yourself person that just kind of wants to kind of get down and dirty and just kind of start building their website. 
but it's also written for a CEO of a company, right? That has a a digital marketing team, but is confused because they don't know how to manage that team just because they don't speak the language of digital marketing SEO. So how do you hold somebody accountable to getting results if you don't understand kind of what they're doing, right? And so um, it was a very delicate balance of trying to write the book for such a diverse audience, but I think it did a really good job. And so again, a CEO can buy it and get a lot of value from it, as well as um, uh, you know somebody that just wants to get in and start working on their website like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Good, good, yeah, great, great explanation of how the book is structured and how it benefits folks. Yeah. Uh, so, so great, great points there. Well, obviously, you've been in this business for a while, and you have your own business. And I've had to use some of the things that you preach. So um, tell us a little bit about something that was a challenge for you, maybe a low moment for you in your business that kind of set you back, maybe something out of the blue or whatever, but but something that that really kind of kind of threw a monkey wrench into things. And then how did you deal with that energetically? Yeah, good question. Um so many examples, right? You know, like we can as 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 entrepreneurs, there's the highs and there's the lows, right? And often, you know, people are only talking about the highs, but I think it's encouraging to kind of talk about the lows. I think, I think for me, the wake-up call was um going back to like 2000 and like 15, 16. Um, uh, you know, this agency was just kind of getting started. This is my second agency. I had another agency that I sold, but this agency is kind of just getting started. Um, you know, I'm, I'm bringing on new clients, um, life is good. I'm making a lot of money. Um, you know, but I go on vacation with my family and we're in Hawaii, right. And the family is like on the beach, relaxing, you know, pineapple juice, you know, pineapples, with you know, alcohol in it, drinking with the straw, right. It's like the perfect scenario, right. Right. And, um, and it's like, oh man, like I get a notification 15 minutes, you got to be on this call. Right. So what do I got to do? I got to go upstairs back to the hotel room, try to connect to the Wi-Fi, put on a, a whatever shirt. Um, you know, and I'm just like, what am I doing? Right. You know what I mean? Like here I am supposed to be spending time with my family, but like work is just kind of absorbing me. Right. Um, and so at the end of the year, you know, once, you know, I, I, like I said, I made a lot of money, but, you know, my CPA was like, hey, by the way, you're going to have to write a big check um, to the government. You know what I mean? And I was like, ah, oh. so I'm like, why, why did I sacrifice all of that time away from my family? Like I'm literally on vacations um, to do this. I'm like, screw this. I'm like, I'm just going to hire the right people to kind of do the stuff that I'm not good at. And then hopefully that helps grow the business. Right. Um, and so that was it. You know, I, we brought on a, a COO and a CFO who basically took everything that I sucked at and just kind of like put better processes and systems and operations and took all the financial mess that I had created and organized it and put forecasts together. And just by making that decision, they were two very expensive hires. Don't get me wrong. But it's better than writing a huge track right at the end of the year and sacrificing all of my time. And so that was kind of a very pivotal moment because that is when we turned, you know, a small business into a real business. And I was able to get back a lot of my time with my family because we were basically hiring the right people. And 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 the main job of my CFO, I mean, my COO at the time 
was to figure out everything that Jason does and take that away from me and take that away from me and take that away from me. And so that allowed me now the time to do things like a podcast with you or write a book, right? And do the things that I enjoy doing. And I feel that like is my best characteristics, I guess. Yeah, I love that story because sometimes people take on more than they can handle. And mm-hmm. and we get burdened with the sense of responsibility that we have to get those things done. So I'm hearing you talking about like, yeah, even though I was on vacation having a Mai Tai on the beach, <laughs> I still pulled off and it sounded like it, it really bothered you. But but how also from a relationship perspective, you know, we have the other half of us if we're married and the kids and mm. that kind of thing for older entrepreneurs. So so what was the impact as well, not just on you, but then on those relationships with your family? Oh, night and day difference, right? Um, you know, now I, I spend a lot more time with the family. We eat as a family together. We do a lot of things. In fact, just last month, I was able to take 30 days off from work, literally fly to Europe, and we traveled Europe together, right? From Amsterdam all the way down to like the um, French Riviera, right? Um, it was just an amazing trip. I didn't open up my laptop once. Um, I monitored some emails just by choice, um, just because I didn't want to get back to just like a, a, a huge kind of, you know, um, but it was just very telling. It's like, there's no way I would have ever been able to do that, you know, if I didn't, um, you know, hire the right people that helped me kind of really turn my small business into a real business. Um, and like I said, you'd mentioned, um, you know, we made the ink, uh, 500 in 2000 and 19. Um, and then we made the Inc. 5,000 for the next four years. So it's actually five years now in a row that we've made it. Right. And that's all my team, basically, you know, I'm just kind of the face of the company. I've, you know, I do fun stuff like this. I, I help promote the company. Um, but it's really, you know, the full team that really deserves all the credit for that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you recognizing the people behind the scenes, if you will, mm. that pull it off. And uh, what a great story there of being able to detach enough from the business for that period of time. And then obviously spend it on something that's important to you, like family. So good on you for that. For well, sure. that kind of sink, sinks in a little bit here with, with you know, the reasons why we get into business. So those highs that we look for, the, the top of the roller coaster, if you will, mm-hmm. um, where we have that vantage point to, to see like, hey, we're really making a difference. We can we, we are doing something good here. So what would be an example of something in your business that was a high for you? Um, so I'd say uh, from a high perspective, um, I think just kind of coming in and, and we, we ended up uh, bringing in a, a director of people success um, who is now the VP of people success. Um, and she basically came in and and she uh, she did everything that you know most entrepreneurs don't really kind of think of, um, and that's really fighting for your employees, right? So like the first thing that she did when she was hired was she said, "Hey, I want to spend a couple thousand dollars on these Culpeper reports that kind of give us you know all of the uh, national averages based on um, you know the position and how long they've been working and all this other stuff." And so, boom, next thing you know, she gets the reports, she's going through it, and she's like, okay, we need to make some adjustments to salary. Um, these people are underpaid. We've got to make, you know what I mean? 
It's like, okay, great. You know, um, then we need to get, you know, a, a 401k program in there and we need to get benefits. And we also need to support the, um, the significant others of, of, and so like every day she comes in and she just truly like figures out how do we make, uh, our employees lives that much better. Right. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, like, you know, a lot of times, like you're just kind of getting pulled in different directions and, you know, this fire and that fire. Right. But just having somebody that is just fighting for your people like that, I think, was a big turning point for me because like I can truly see like our culture has shaped in 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 a way that's like I could have never expected. Right. And people say like culture is important. And a lot of times you read it in a book and it's like, yada, yada, yada. Right. But it's so important when you do it wrong and if you do it right, right? So I'd say that was the, a big thing for me, just kind of getting to see the full team. We really love what they do. Yeah, great story. And what's interesting to me and what you just said is we always hear the term people first or mm-hmm. you know, build that culture. And maybe at the time, like, yeah, it was all great and everything, but what it sets you up for obviously is a longer term success with your employees. Mm. And what's I think interesting too, is during COVID and right after COVID, man, people were leaving jobs, switching to other things, moving up with pay and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of turnover. And what's striking are the numbers that have been reported since then on the cost of losing those employees, having to mm. retrain new ones, losing the cohesiveness, productivity drop, like all of those things from, from that. And so mm. your point there, uh, I think is really valuable, not just from a, hey, how do you build teamwork kind of perspective, but also like, yeah, it will affect your bottom line. Maybe it'll be a hit to start off with, but boy, longer term, it is saving you tons. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> you take sometimes three steps back when you have to like hire, you hire the wrong person, you get them up to speed, you know, and then next thing you know, like they leave or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, you're just, you're, you're just kind of going in circles if you don't do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, uh, those are some great stories with your business. Uh, sometimes we want mentors or coaches or we want a family member who's deceased to, to kind of watch our progress. And mm. so my question for you is you, if you could meet anybody and have a moment with them, who would that be? And they can be deceased or living. Who would that be yeah. and why? Uh, I get a lot of inspiration from, uh, from Walt Disney. Um, you know, just because uh, he, he, he had this vision, right. To kind of create like the world's happiest place. Right. Um, You know, but a lot of people have visions. Nobody really, you know, executes on their visions. Right. And he completely executed um, and, you know, did everything in his power to try to build this, you know, this, this company. And I'm sure he had a lot of failures and setbacks and whatnot, um, but at the end, end of the day, like he built this, this amazing legacy, right. That he created in the world of, you know, entertainment, um, whether it's the theme parks, right. In Florida, California, Tokyo, Japan, wherever else they are. Right. Um, but also in, in terms of just, uh, the entertainment value in, in movies and shows and, you know, and, and, and really making such a cultural impact. Right. So, 
Um, I just find that so amazing that somebody that's, you know, has been passed away for 20, 30 plus years, you know, at this point, um, how much of an impact, you know, his vision still has on, on society. Right. So it'd be cool to kind of just sit down, uh, with him in, in a park, you know, eating lunch or something just to pick his brain. That would be pretty cool. Oh yeah. I have not had anybody say, well, as a person they would like to speak with, but boy, you just hit some really good reasons why to, to meet up with, with them. And, and, mm. we, you know, we come across visionaries and there are a lot today in, in business, but, but, you know, going back to, back to him was, it wasn't like a, a steel magnet who created in the steel industry and, and was a visionary in that way and grew a really wonderful business and a very powerful business. But I think the, the cool thing about, about Disney was he, he wrapped that innovative, creative, that makes people feel better for yeah. a reason. And, and uh, tapping into that knowledge base of wisdom would be phenomenal. So it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool because on my podcast, I interviewed a guy by the name of Rich Carell, uh, who was the, um, he's a big director. He's directed like 800 shows, you know, from like Mork and Mindy days. And, you know, to he created the Hannah Montana show with Miley Cyrus. That was his show. Wow. Um, but he grew up um, living next door to Walt Disney, literally lived next door to Walt Disney. Right. And so he shared so many stories of how Walt would come over and and go downstairs and kind of hang out and play with him and give him some advice on how to do things. So it was it was kind of like he I, I used him as a proxy to get kind of like at least some information, which was kind of cool. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I love that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, Jason, I've really enjoyed having you here on the show, and you've had some great insight for folks. Uh, we talked a little bit about the importance of relationships earlier, and normally we like to talk about that too. But I, I think really what it boils down to is, is you know, providing quality service to folks. And uh, clearly, you do that, and you've done that here in the book as well. So if people want to get a hold of you, how can they reach you? What do you offer? What information yeah. do you have? So I'm a big fan of kind of giving back. Um, you know, I create a lot of short form videos of just some of the lessons that I've learned. Um, I post them on my Instagram page every single day. So you can follow me at Jason Hennessy. Um, I also share them on uh, on LinkedIn as well. You know, that's more of like the professional audience. Um, so, you know, if, if you want some quick two minute inspiration of some of the lessons that I've learned, you can follow me on those two platforms. Facebook is more of personal stuff. So if you like to meet my family and come on trips with us, you can kind of follow me on Facebook. That's totally cool. Um, and uh, and my business is called uh, Hennessy uh, Digital. Um, and it's just Hennessy.com, H-E-N-N-E-S-S-E-Y. If you forget the E, you might buy yourself some cognac and that might not be so bad after all. So <laughs> good, good, awesome. Well, again, thanks for, for being on the show today. I really enjoyed the time together with you and I look forward to now following you on LinkedIn and, and other places. Likewise, Michael, and I appreciate it. And I can't wait to pick up your book behind you there out of the dad's box or out of dad's box and uh, and read that myself. So thank you. <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, it's a, you know, a lot of uh, people have had very controlling parents and it's common in a lot of cultures, but quite often it stifles either creativity or opportunities to go into something that somebody might excel in. So it's a lot of a 
career help book there. So I'm glad you brought that up. reading it. There's a lot of people that could use some help on how to get out from underneath dad's phone. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks All again right. for having me. I appreciate it so much, Michael. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Sype. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.